because I don't know if it was like pro LGBT where they're like hunters homophobic, just so you guys know, mm. like, you know what I mean? Or if it was like, they were like, yeah, I love Triple H. He hates homos. <laughs> What's going on? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is yet another edition of our wonderful, classic, delicious, whatever good word. Was it a noun or is it a verb? It's a verb, right? What? What type of? It's adjective. Adjective. Whatever positive adjective you want to put in there, it's a retro show. Uh, this week, we are, this month, we are reviewing King of the Ring 2000. Roll it back, roll it back. I, mean, it, I thought it was a great show. Show uh, King of the Ring, King of the Ring, yeah. But uh, before I get into all of that, I'm your host. I'm Corey Smith. Joining with me via Zoom telephone, pre-pandemic style, um, or not pre-pandemic style, pandemic style. <laughs> Mr. Jose Osagueta. Hey, everybody, how you doing? How's everybody out there doing? How are you doing, Mr. Smith? I'm doing good. Um, I think now. Uh, doing these shows once a month, as we do each month, we review another uh, retro wrestling um, pay-per-view or whatever, whatever you want to call in, it. In the vein of uh, this day in history, but it's more like this month in history. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, but now it's a little harder to get like into the swing of things. You know, we were talking about this before we got started recording. And I see, I even was like, I was like, wait, was I recording? I'm recording. It's good. Um but yeah, it's hard to get in the swing of things now. Like I'm like, hi, how are you? This is Jose. Da, da, da. Anyways, King of the Ring 2000. What do you think of it? Good show. Good show. Excellent show, actually. Um, some things I would have changed myself, but I understand why they were the way they were presented to us is the uh, booking of the way the tournament was actually laid out. We could have had more exciting matches towards the end of the show. You know, instead of blowing your load early, with uh which which was it uh it was a jericho match oh jericho angle you you totally could have had that a little bit later on in the show and, and replaced him with crash played out the whole crash story line throughout the night earlier i would have been fine with that but that's the only thing I, I really would change other than maybe the the way the the main event ended or presented itself it was just weird the, the main event was odd i think this king of the ring 2000 pay-per-view is it's setting the bar high for 2000 pay-per-views first off, because I'm, I haven't gone back. It's the first pay-per-view I've gone back and looked at from the year 2000. And it's really setting the bar high because a, I loved it. And B, I think this is the best pay-per-view to show somebody that wants to get into wrestling because every match had a story and the entire show had a story and it was just so easily to follow even, even the tournament storylines on top of the wrestlers regular storylines they melded really well like yeah, the ic yeah. the ic story yeah being told on top of the tournament was really good rikishi and valvinas you know they met R- rikishi like, yeah rikishi benoit same same thing exactly we're gonna get into all of that in just a second but if you do like what you're watching check us out at all of our social media accounts instagram twitter facebook at CWR415 at City Wrestling Radio. Don't forget to click the thumbs up below. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel because hey, it helps. It really does help the show. I mean, more people see it, then you get we get better equipment, 
that are, you know, YouTube will just buy the show and we'll be millionaires. Yeah. And, you know, uh, works. getting likes is an ego push. So if you give us some likes, I'm going to get a bigger push to watch more wrestling. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, first match of the night. Uh, you were mentioning it earlier. Rikishi versus Chris Fenwa. <laughs> and uh, you do, you do notice. <laughs> yeah, let's not go over that too deep. Um, you do notice a couple XFL signs. Yeah. Is this, is this right after the first season? I'm not too sure. I think it was because Pac Bell, then known as Pac Bell, was opened in the year 2000. And I believe XFL did their first season during the inaugurate um, San Francisco Giants Stadium uh, opener. Okay. So their first season was in 2001. And uh, so, yeah. So, the, yeah, it was announced then and it was on its way. Yeah. There are a lot of XFL talk. Uh, JR and the King going back and forth the entire night talking XFL. Um, so the first match of the night, Rikishi versus Chris Benoit. How did we get here? How did both the, because uh, not all the King of the Ring matches took place here at the King of the Ring tournament. Thank God. Because yeah, I would imagine qualifiers. Ugh. And this is the biggest King of the Ring uh, in history. I'm sorry. I didn't even mention that. Uh, was it 32 contestants? 32 men taking part in the tournament. The first and second round matches took place on Raw and SmackDown in the weeks leading up to the show. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler and Jim Ross are on commentary. Um, yeah, so how did the two men get here? Rikishi qualified for the tournament, winning a match on May 29th, uh, 2000 edition of Raw, uh, defeating Shane O'Mac, Shane, O'Man, Shane McMahon himself, by disqualification in the first round and pinning one of his best friends, Scotty Tuhati, on uh, June 19th, 2000, in the second round. Although the SmackDown prior to the King of the Ring tournament, Rikishi defeated Chris Benoit for the Intercontinental title in a actually clean fashion. I went back and watched the match. He hits a bonsai drop on on Benoit and just pins him and wins the title. Whoa. So, I mean, that's one thing that I've noticed in uh, 2000 WWE or WWF at the time is that they are like, you, you'll see out of nowhere clean finishes. Mm-hmm. you're like oh, that's not a finisher but you know it's just like a wrestling move and they finish yeah. mm-hmm. so i think we saw it a couple times here today too yeah uh let's see uh but after uh rikishi won the title he got beat down with a steel chair by chris benoit actually bruising his left side of his arm hmm. that's the and it was a very apparent and very nasty looking yeah confusion um how old were the uso brothers at this point do we know I don't know. Uh, well, they, I do. They were born in 1985 in San Francisco, California. Hey, two years before. So that. around this time, there were there were teenagers, we teenagers at the crisp age of 15. Is my math right? Yeah, 15, 95, uh, 85 to 2000, right? Yeah, they were probably so, <laughs> they they were at that age where they could have been my bullies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh, two years older than me. I'm like, yeah. I got one of those faces you want to put. Yeah, you know, they were probably punking little Joe, too. Joe? Oh, yeah. yeah you know, future. That's why he's the head of the table now. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, how, how did Chris Benoit get to the this part of the tournament? Uh, Chris Benoit qualified by defeating Road Dog, and yeah. uh, then he defeated, went on to defeat uh, X-Pac. So he defeated X, uh, DX. Ooh, okay. Uh, and then uh, eventually losing his Intercontinental title to Rikishi, like I said, prior to the king of the ring tournament mm-hmm. 
so the match itself, uh, about three minutes and 25 seconds. Uh, the two men begin brawling back and forth with um, a lot of intense strikes going back and forth. Uh, eventually, uh, Rikishi giving Benoit a Samoan drop. Rikishi is literally, this guy's on fire, man. Mm-hmm. He's looking good in the ring. Uh, Benoit escapes to the outside uh, with the uh, Intercontinental Champ following. Uh, Us throws uh, Benoit into the steel chairs. I like how I caught myself and I didn't say, <laughs> oh, wait, what did I type right there? Uh, after one attempt, Benoit hits Rikishi with a German suplex. Benoit takes control with a series of strikes. We get a modified standing crossface, which I guess that was, uh, mm-hmm. to Rikishi. But the big ooze uh, gets to the ropes. Uh, they battle around the, the ring for a minute. Rikishi goes down. And uh, Benoit applies the crossface with uh, Rikishi getting to the ropes. Uh, Benoit then just goes for the chair, even though the ref is telling him not to, and just strikes Rikishi with the chair. I hate you. So I didn't get why, like, I think he might've been bribed on SmackDown by, by somebody, but what? I didn't, yeah. like, why did he just give up his space in the tournament? I thought he was just, you know, portraying the bad guy. You know, what I thought too. Of the, you need to quit title. I hate ref, you. That ref was just like, don't, okay, whatever. He's going to do it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to stand I'm his not way. pulling that thing away from him, man. Uh, yeah, no. So. The first minute of this match was decent, had a lot of intensity, but uh, after that, I felt like it kind of derailed. Um, they, had, like I said, they had a match on SmackDown the week prior, and it was way right. better, mm-hmm. like way well, better. And I know it was for the Intercontinental Title. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you kind of had to preserve Rikishi for the rest of the the, night, the evening because he does show up quite often. So, sorry to spoil it for you guys, but yeah. Um, Some I did notice that you know uh, Chris Benoit. Everybody knows he was stiff. But yeah. this guy was actually stiff on himself. Yeah. Like, he would take those back bumps. I heard, like, I heard uh, murder. The, you know, the one thing I heard, though, is that he was he was very careful to hit you with a chair. Like, he... he okay. Yeah, he was always very, like, like the weakest chairs. Because even when you look at them, they're kind of, like... Flimsy, yeah. They smash on them. Instead of, like, smashing at that, he's just, like... Yeah. <laughs> push you into it. Uh, after the match, though, Benoit continues to beat down on Rikishi um, with the chair. Uh, seven, seven. Seven. Ah, ah, ah. WWE officials come out to the ring, and they can't or just do not want to try to pull him off Rikishi. Like, hey, uh, Chris, Chris, you lost, buddy. Just give it up, man. So, Was it split brand at the time? No, right? No, but no. no okay. Brand, no. Okay, so, you know, I'll be really interested to see what happened the Monday night after this. You know, uh, Benoit and Rakishi had uh, scores to settle. Did he lose the title the next night? Well, I think Benoit's moving on to the, like, they had to get the title off him. Mm-hmm. I think they're pushing him into the main event scene at this point, right? Yeah, he's just beat up DX. Yeah, so. And him and Eddie oh, won no. the titles around the same time. That's 2002, though, right? Dude, didn't we review something recently? No Way Out. It was 2002, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's, Eddie won that, and then the WrestleMania after that, Benoit won. So I guess it's not for a couple of years, but yeah, they were moving on with different program. Probably he was probably, he's probably in the midst of turning as we saw. Uh, so earlier tonight, let's go to the next segment earlier tonight, Linda McMahon arrived to the oh, arena and my favorite, my favorite. She's got one thing here on her mind and that's to confront her husband, Vince McMahon. She's just, she's, she's bad. She's, she's really like, not like bad, like, oh, she's so bad. Why is she even on camera? Mm-hmm. Like, just so like monotone, 
she just stands mm-hmm. there and looks at the camera and, and i'll fuck i haven't even got to the best fucking segment yet with linda no, yeah linda and vince right we'll get there yeah yeah we'll, we'll get there <laughs> uh but then it cuts to vince shane and stephanie and triple h uh, in the locker room you know what i noticed the other day i don't know if we talked about this but doesn't Triple H, uh, when he talks, uh, it kind of sounds like uh, Trump. It kind of sounds like Trump. He didn't talk about that. I, I always felt oh like uh, they're, they're, I don't know if uh, Trump was like, this guy Triple H is great. I'm going to like watch his, uh, uh, his, his way he talks. Now, maybe it's those things. Here. Well, you did, you did notice that a little bit down the line, I don't know where it is. I didn't highlight it in my notes, but a little bit down the line on this pay-per-view, he actually makes an appearance. Because he was at Madison Square Garden last night. Oh God! Yeah. So he was. Uh, so that that it it refreshed his memory in my head. That was just really odd. Uh, so Vince, Shane, Steph, and Triple H are in the back uh, in their locker room. Uh, the family is worried that Linda is going to derail their plans tonight uh, for uh, with Vince, and uh, because they think Linda's going to make Vince lose his cool <laughs> again. I forgot what happened. Um, <laughs> and this is just the start. Of this is like the entire night. It's Vince McMahon comedy gold. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm so cool. All right, buddy. Oh my god, it's great. It's the best thing I ever saw. Like the entire show, I was cracking up. Yeah, the yeah, and he was he was very youthful too. Oh, dude, he was he was he was, he was prime. <laughs> like this is like perfect prime age, like marbleized Kobe. <laughs> Perfectly cooked <laughs> right here. Uh, uh, so then, uh, Mr. McMahon, <laughs> we'll have more of him coming up later. Uh, oh, so sorry. The plans tonight, uh, they're talking about Linda McMahon derailing the plans. Uh, the, what happened, what's happening is that there's a six man tag as the main event, uh, although it's for the WWF title. So whoever gets the pinfall wins the title. See, it's shit like this that makes David Arquette the champion. Well, can't blame David Arquette. You got to blame the people that booked it. Yeah. We got Michael Cole with Chris Benoit backstage. And, uh, and Benoit, he's, he's here to do what he wants, when he wants. Now he's going to go back to the hotel room. Order a steak. I, I don't know. He didn't say the last part, but I, he just like left for the rest of the night. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like. Make a shake. Yeah. Like, uh, like okay. You're going to go drink your protein shake. Cool, dude. Right on. Uh, next up, Eddie Guerrero with China versus Val Venus with Trish Stratus. This um, is prime China, right? This is, well, I mean, it's not prime China. This is like, um, I'm not saying prime, after, no, like after DX. Yeah, uh, this is this is her actually making her own way, so to speak, well, right? Yeah, this is after her and Triple H, you know, went their separate ways mm-hmm. and in business and other ways. But um, but yeah, no, now she's doing the whole Eddie Guerrero, her and Eddie Guerrero, Mama Sita character, um, which I, I, I think it's, it, it's, it's funny. Uh, but how did the two people get here, Eddie Guerrero and Val Venus? So on, June, on the June 8th edition of SmackDown, Guerrero defeated Matt Hardy in a qualifying, turn, in a qualifying match of the tournament. Uh, then on June 19th edition of Raw, Guerrero uh, defeated his uh, kayfabe girlfriend, China. With a sneaky inside cradle. That's when they had the match. Uh, and he pinned her and she got really mad because she, I don't remember that. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, she said he was trying to, before the match, he's like, come on, Mama Sita, like, 
I'm not going to do the voice. Uh, <laughs> like, Come on, Mamacita. Like, like, let's just like, like hang out a little bit. And she's like, I want to take this match seriously. I want to see how far I can go in this tournament. <laughs> and, and, and the, uh, the supportive boyfriend that Eddie Guerrero is pinned mm-hmm. in the tournament. But hey. Well, you know, the year 2000 was the year of the woman. The year the woman got beat up. Oh, on WWE? Oh, my God. And this episode alone, every time, if a oh, woman yeah. made an appearance, yeah. Yeah. a yeah. man laid hands on her. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I'll get there. I think I got some more, especially in the tag match. Hmm. Uh, so, the, oh, Val Venus, how did he get here? Well, I mean, he's just a douchebag. No. Uh, <laughs> he hired new help. He defeated uh, Karate Master Al Snow on Sunday Night Heat on June 4th, 2000. Uh, then he went to beat Jeff Hardy in the second round on another edition of Sunday Night Heat, June 8th. Uh, and when did he – he loves Heat. And when did he take – did he take on Trish? Val? No. That's his part. That's his uh, manager. Yeah, yeah. When did he take her on? Like when did – Oh, when did, oh, oh I don't When know. did they, they combine forces? Before Was it pre? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get that information. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe you remember. No. No, this is one of the ones I vaguely remember. Trish and Val together, like yeah. even Val. She had, T- she had TNA. Yeah, yeah, she was kind of like managing a bunch. Should have, why wasn't there like a stable TNA and Val or something? I don't know. Because she kept her business contacts separate. Yeah, she's it like was, a like a Hollywood agent. She doesn't like you don't put Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise together in the same movie. I mean, like, come on, damn. Uh, so the match uh, itself, eight minutes and four seconds. Uh, did Val Venus's music get dubbed over or was this just his weird music for the time? No, I think that once he got with Trish, he got like some weird EDC music. Yeah, it was like you heard the saxophone at the beginning and then, yeah, I didn't like it. I think it was a way to update him because, I mean, they're, they're totally refreshing his gimmick by giving him uh, Trish as a manager. And it only makes sense because he changed his trunks too. He had on black trunks. Instead of the pink, hot pink, or white, what was he wearing? Oh, but he still had the like the V, the purple V on it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looked a little bit more slick, you know what I mean? And he looked more like a, a classic heel. So I think they were trying to, you know, maybe spray some polish on that gimmick. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Val takes control early by stomping down on Eddie Guerrero, but Eddie battles back with a drop kick and a series of strikes of his own. Both men topple over the ropes of the outside. They battle around the ring for uh, what seems like a full minute uh, back in the ring. The two men battle on the top rope, superplex the Val modified surfboard headlock to uh, Val Venus, but he battles out of the hold. We get a drop kick to the back uh, to Val's back to the corner. The crowd begins chanting. We want puppies because Trish Stratus is down there and it's 2000. Mm. <laughs> um, we get a pop-up hurricane run at a Val. Eddie goes for the top rope for a frog splash uh, Venus moves, but uh, Eddie rolls. He literally just rolls right out of it, which I thought was great. Like mm-hmm. it was no him splashing on the mat. He was just like, whoop, like, <laughs> right on, dude. Uh, Val then slams Eddie with a spine buster. Eddie gets uh, uh, a weak looking spine buster, by the way. Oh, I mean, I mean, we did just watch Slamboree 93. That's true. Oh. We saw the greatest of all time. The greatest uh, spine buster buster of all time. Yeah, uh, Eddie gets his knees up for the money shot. Val tries to get uh, sneaky uh, by pinning Eddie with his feet on the ropes, but only gets a two count. They battle on the top turnbuckle. Eddie goes for a hurricane round, but Trish distracts the ref. And uh, China takes out Trish. Val grabs China by the hair 
in an attempt to take her out, uh, but China evades and strikes, uh, and then strikes Val down with a strike of her own. Eddie then goes uh, for the roll up Val with a Val with a handful of tights. Uh, a fitting ending to the match, I thought, uh, but no, Val kicks out. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get a fisherman suplex and then a pin in the Just wind. Like the what? From Wait, Val what? Guerrero. So the match was decent leading up to the to the finish. And like I said, I thought the spot where, you know, Trish distracts the ref and Val almost gets the pin. All of a sudden, China takes out Trish. You know, China, you know, knocks out Val. Mm-hmm. And then Val and then Val gets uh, pinned by Eddie. Would have been a fitting ending. Yeah. But, but, but then you have face versus face as the next match. Yeah, because you would have Rakishi, but and, Eddie Guerrero versus Rakishi would have been a far. It would have been a great, way better match. Yeah, it didn't build up to it either. So, no. uh, this match uh, was—I felt like it was booked better for Eddie to go over, but it seems really weird uh, that he was beat by a random move and a, a Fisherman Buster that wasn't even Val's finisher. Yeah, you know what? It, uh, Eddie was probably too hot to win this match, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, he—he he was European champion. Yeah, and he was the, the you know I won't I wouldn't say the main event but the main attraction uh, of whatever uh, whatever show he was on, um, and you know he probably had a lot more airtime than whoever was going to wrestle these next two matches. So that was his reward. Lose this one, don't worry, you have plenty of airtime. You're on TV all day. That's true. They did. I felt like they did try to give more of a push to people who weren't on TV all the time or people that like weren't just main event superstars in this tournament. Crash was heavily highlighted in this goddamn pay-per-view. Damn right he was. (laughs) Uh, And then we get to another great segment of the night. Pat Patterson picking out his evening gown for his match later tonight against Gerald Briscoe. Yes, I said that right. Pat Patterson picking out his evening gown for his match against Gerald Briscoe for the hardcore title. In their hardcore evening gown match, and Late I forgot what I forgot what an evening gown match was until the match showed up. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right, on, dude." Oh man, Pat Patterson is just—he's <laughs> back. He's backstage with like one of the stylists. He's like, "What is this? What? This is too big on. Look at this. This is too big on me. I I need a size six. That would fit better." And God bless it. Like I net like I didn't know Patterson was gay until like. Uh, years later, years. Yeah. Um, how many people did know at the? At, I mean, I guess a lot of people, like people knew, but I guess like that, it was like like people like Dave Meltzer knew, and you know okay. things like that. But it wasn't like the fans knew, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but looking back at it, man, Patterson was having the fucking time of his life that night. Yeah, dude. You know, <laughs> I feel like this was kind of given to him as a rib. If they didn't know oh, he was, he took uh, it. He they, took they, it. and he was like, "Oh, you think this is a rib for me?" Huh? I don't even think Watch it was out. a rib because the entire night, so I felt like, here you go, bro. I never thought it was like, like distasteful. There was not a point. Like it well, was, you know, kind of crude. To that, yeah. But it was crude. But there was never like a point where they're like, "Well, and you got yeah." And it's two thousand. We could expect it a lot worse. They made a couple of drag queen jokes, like, "Oh, he yeah. looks like an old drag queen." But then, you know, it's like yeah, that's, that's what he looked like. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get more of that later tonight. Oh, the the stylist says she's a she's good at her job, but she's not a miracle worker. <laughs> what? what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> uh, Come on. Jonathan Coachman with Rikishi backstage. Rikishi's status is uh, his 
Status in the tournament is in question because of the attack earlier tonight. Uh, but upon first sight, Rikishi, they're, that's what they're building up. They're like, Rikishi was taken down by Benoit earlier tonight. Will he be able to compete? And he's just like, just standing there, just like all pumped up, ready to go. <laughs> not not like a spot on him. Uh, he's, no, but he, he, I think he even dropped the, I'm ready for you, Val. No, they said, it's the big man. Uh, uh, they said, are, are you ready to go tonight? He says, it's the big man, Abel. You know it. All right. Ah. <laughs> Yes, I love Rikishi. <laughs> He's great, man. Uh, yeah. So then we go on to Crash uh, Holly versus Bull Buchanan. Yes, Crash Holly, Bull Buchanan. I don't know what part of Bull Buchanan's gimmick this is. I know he was with the boss man for a second, but that's when he had the right gear on. And then I feel like he didn't have that on in this match. Mm-hmm. He just a black, I don't know. And, and you know that I noticed something that the seats started emptying out for this match. Well, they know they're going to get some more Crash Holly later tonight. He's facing Bull. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Can I say? Yeah, it is the late and great Crash Holly who unfortunately passed away in the year two thousand three. Uh, around this time, he was actually rumored to be one of the insiders that gave dirt sheets information. Oh, I would. Love Did you ever hear that back then? Oh. That's great. Though. I mean, like he, he, damn, 2003. You're right. November 6, 2003. I think that was my mom's birthday. He died. Oh, wow. Birthday. She was a big fan too. No, I don't. Um, that's, that's great. I do like that. You know, I, I just see him on the phone. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey Dave. Hey Dave. Yeah. That's what they're doing. I'm the super heavyweight. <laughs> So how did they get here, though? Crash Holly, June 1st, uh, he defeated Albert in a surprising fashion by rolling up Albert with a handful of his tights. Cut to June 19th when Crash defeated his own cousin, Hardcore Holly, via disqualification, though. Uh, He won by DQ when Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson came down to the ring and uh, attacked Crash Holly, pinned him for his Hardcore title at the time. And that's what led to the two old men in an evening gown match. Yeah. Uh, but he did go over in advance in the tournament. So, hey, you know, you, you could always get a hardcore title match. You just go and, yeah. and show up ref with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old Buchanan. How did he get here? I don't know. Um, no, he, he um, cut the bus. He uh, defeated Steve Blackman uh, with the help of the big boss man in a qualifier Steve match. Blackman's still around? He was, yeah. Okay, be, be boss man. No, Jeez. no, boss man helped uh, Buchanan win. Oh, okay, 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 okay. In the qualifier match on May 29th of Raw, then June 18th, Sunday Night Heat, Buchanan defeated Perry Saturn in a clean fashion. Uh, so this match was four minutes and seven seconds. Uh, Crash taking it to Bull. Bull, of course, overpowering Crash at every chance he gets. Uh, Bull has control early on, while pretty much uh, most. Pretty much for most of the match. Um, some fans are very close to the mic, chanting boring at mm-hmm. the part. Crash then uh, shows some uh, life uh, in, with an inside cradle attempt, but Bull kicks out. Uh, Bull goes for the scissor kicks, but Crash evades and cradles Bull with the pin and the win. Uh, like I said, a lot of the fans are chanting boring during this match. So was I from my couch. It wasn't that great. So Crash runs out of the ring, up the ramp the second he wins, and probably smart to do so. Yeah, uh, I went to the bathroom, came back, and still was like, "This match is still on." Well, we have a whole tournament to do. Come on, you need to check your phone or something while you're in there. I, don't I know should that. next time. Next time, no. 
and then like the comedy gold segment of the night linda and in her locker room she's on the phone and in walks her husband vince mcmahon and uh every time he's on screen i'm just laughing the entire night vince is irate that uh she's here in the building uh and like i said he has just such charisma and linda is like anti-charisma so it's like a good balance at least Mm -hmm. you know uh linda she wants to make sure vince mcmahon is man enough tonight and not have any outside interference in the Uh, person tag match what was it Uh, you're not gonna have 14 people all in here (laughs) but vince is just like what (laughs) no one especially you (laughs) can question my testicular fortitude oh my god once they once they found out what that meant, they were like, "Oh, we're all over this." Vince Dude. made it his catchphrase. He was so bipolar in this segment too. I <laughs> loved it because he'd be like, "Oh, I'm cool, Linda. I just want to make sure you're okay. Don't you ever say anything to me." Oh my god, it was it was it was great. Like, yeah. you, if you're gonna watch anything from this, like if you want to see Prime Vince McMahon, you watch this segment right here. It's it's great. Uh, he's just ranting like a coked out maniac, and <laughs> like a coked out maniac, or yes, he, <laughs> ranting Allegedly. as a coked out maniac would do. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, we have uh, Kurt Angle. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There was this one moment when he was like, "Don't you look at me like that," or "Don't you talk to me like that." And she was like, <laughs> "I'll talk to you any way I want to." What? Just, it was the same. It was the same monotone voice. That <laughs> she started talking one way. Then when she got angry, she was still talking the same tone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, don't talk to me like that. She Will was, you be you man enough to not Vince? Will you be able to do it without help? You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's like, uh, just like a fan. No matter like what, like <laughs> yeah. setting you put it at, it's just like. It'll oscillate and you know, sound a little bit different. Ooh. But that's just because it's moving around the room. It's the same thing. Ooh. Uh, Kurt Angle versus uh, Chris Jericho. So how did these two men get here? Oh, boy. Well, Kurt qualified for the tournament June 1st on SmackDown, defeating Bradshaw. And then on June 19th, Raw defeated Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, defeating both men by pinfall. Jericho defeated Tess by pinfall on June 8th on SmackDown and then tapped out Edge on the June 19th edition of Raw. What? Edge? Hey, man, this is when Edge was still... Uh, tag team guy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he they they didn't put in any real, like he wasn't main eventing until like 2005. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? No, this is peak uh, Edge and Christian. Uh, so in Kurt flash Kurt, photography. Yeah, no, it is, and we'll get there. Uh, Kurt gets on the mic before the match. He goes, "Obviously, this is a very special night for your Olympic hero. We all know because I'm going to do something in this town that that's never been heard of." Kurt then uh, starts trashing on the local sports teams in Boston uh, because that's where it's taking place. Uh, this is just a few years before. And it's funny because he's ripping on them for not winning championships. And this is a few years before Boston just like starts winning all the championships. Yeah. 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 So, cause like um, in 2002, the Red Sox finally break their, um, their, their curse. Or no, in 2004, I'm sorry. Uh, 2002 is when the Pats began um, winning their world's or their Super Bowl uh, championships. And the Celtics winning in 2008. So they kind of all Kevin, won. Kevin Garnett area was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was pretty good. I, I liked it. 
uh, Jericho comes to the ring. Uh, he says, Kurt Angel, Kirk Angel, don't sell yourself short because <laughs> that was the great line. Because of my my mind and all these Jericho holics, you're already a king to me. You're the king of goofy, ugly ring attire. Uh, you're the king of all nerds. And most importantly, nice. you are the king of all the 30 year old virgins, which I'm like, Kurt Angle is an Olympic hero. Like, Jericho, do you not hear what happens in Olympic Village? Yeah. Like, they all just bone. Yeah. Like, oh, like, that's all I heard they, they do. They do. Yeah. They don't even think the, they just work out bone. I'm like, I was going to say something stupid. Never mind. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> feel free, but. Uh, as far as we're concerned, though, uh, you're just a royal pain in the ass, he says to Kurt Angel. Kurt Angle. <laughs> that was great. Uh, the match finally begins. They exchange strikes back and forth. Kurt rakes the eyes of Jericho and takes over. Multiple strikes at Jericho in the corner. A uh, brief hope spot for YTJ, but Kurt uh, gives him the belly to belly. Jericho begins a comeback with a flying form, a series of strikes, and a missile drop kick. One arm bulldog to Kurt. Uh, lion salt to angle, but angle gets his foot on the bottom rope for the pin or to save himself for the pin. Great line salt, by the way. Yeah, it looked really good. Uh, springboard drop kick to angle, knocking him to the outside. Uh, they battle into the uh front row fans right there, and and uh, that's when I felt like there was a there was a really random sign that said Triple H Hunter hates homos. Yeah, <laughs> it was really confusing to me because I don't know if it was like pro lgbt where they're like hunters homophobic just so you guys know mm. like you know what i mean or if it was like they were like yeah i love triple h he hates homos like, i'm <laughs> trying to figure out which one it was well uh homos was capitalized so i would say it's a uh, it's a pro <laughs> so they were like that triple h guys he's he's homophobic i mean mm. i wouldn't be surprised it was 2000 triple h uh let's see not at all Angle whipped into the stairs, or Jericho whipped into the stairs. Both men get back into the ring. Angle uh, keeps continuing, taking over on Y2J. Y2J battles back with a double underhook brain buster. Uh, that's when Y2J also has also been uh, laying in the chops the entire match. I don't know if you noticed that, but he was chopping Angle pretty pretty hard the entire match. Hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, catapult to Jericho, backbreaker to Jericho. They go back and forth for a bit. Jericho then uh, dropkicks Angle while he's on the ring post. Hurricane run out to Angle. Spinning heel kick to Angle. Angle uh, then battles back, goes for an Olympic slam, but Jericho maneuvers out of it. Uh, Jericho goes for the walls, but a very um, bouncy Stephanie McMahon jogs down to ringside in her halter top. Uh, Steph then distracts the ref. While Angle is tapping out. And uh, her wor- women's championship belt? Was, was that correct? Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, she was women's champion. Well, uh, I remember uh, that, but, you know. Yeah. Angle then knocks down Jericho, falling into the ref. The ref falls, uh, uh, and Steph gets into the ring. Uh, Steph goes to strike Jericho with her women's championship, but Jericho ducks and strikes Angle, and she strikes Angle. Oops. Stephanie, in shock, realizes what just happened, and that's when Jericho... Uh, pretty much sexually assaults Stephanie in the middle of the ring. Uh, he kisses her in the middle of the ring. And I just, I never even got that when I was a kid. I was like, if, why are you kissing her? If you were like, like, I don't like gross. You suck. I hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. I get hate. I get what hate sex is. Don't get me wrong. There's <laughs> plenty of people out there, but at the same time, it's just like, 
with consent. Yeah. I want like, to. Well, that, that's no fun. Yeah. Kissing and not being kissed back, that sucks. <laughs> it does. It really does. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Uh, this allows Angle to hit the Olympic Slam. Um, and good, good on him because the sexual predator does not deserve to win the match. I'm kidding. Just the character in that match that one night was a sexual predator. <laughs> uh, Angle gets the pin on Chris Jericho. This was a fun match. These two men worked well, very well together. I wonder why Jericho was uh, laying in the chop so hard. Also, um, as the as fucked as the finish was, and minus the rape angle, I enjoyed this entire match. Yeah, that was fun. Classic uh, Jericho, classic um, Kurt Angel. So, yeah, this was tons of fun. I thought they blew, blew their load a little early with this match. It could have been pushed a little bit towards the middle. Well, I like what they were doing. They were doing each step. Like, they would have a tournament block and then a match or two and then tournament matches, you know, a match and then the final so I like yeah, but swap Jericho and who who did Angle face next? Crash. Oh yeah, but then you'd have swap to... swap those two out. Yeah, yeah. And Crash has the early angle still. Uh, Jericho, if he went against Bull, no problem. He would have advanced against Angle in the second round, and this whole scenario could have played out like without a hitch. And we would have had a fun middle instead of this little bit of a lull that we hit. Yeah. No, I mean, I hear you. Um, yeah. Uh, we move on to the next segment. Shane, uh, Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon backstage in the locker room. <laughs> and uh, I love because uh, Shane is telling, uh, he's telling, or Vince is telling Shane, uh, well, be confident. Remember what your name is. And Shane replies, he goes, I'm confident. I'm not worried about my confidence. That's not what I'm worried about. And then, and Vince has this look on his face like, what are you trying to say? And he goes, I'm worried about Triple H. And Vince is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I am too, you know? Yeah. You, you know, you're right. You, you know, it was great. Just the entire thing. Yeah. But you did uh, give him that damn dad. You didn't keep your cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a very poorly mic'd segment with Mick Foley in WWF New York. Well, not only was it poorly mic'd, but these fans don't know what to shut the hell up. They are they are just like screaming in his Foley, Foley, Tory, oh, no. Ivory, Ivory. No, Ivory was working the bar with Mick Foley. Just like <laughs> Mick went around. She's like, "Hey, Mick, 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 I got a beer for you. Drink. I made you a drink." He's just like, "Have a nice day." Yeah, he couldn't hear Jack. No, he. I you know, yeah, I think even at points he was like, "What do you wait? What are you saying?" Mm-hmm. You know, wait, uh, and you know, kind of what the question is that he was being asked. So he just went into like, "Yeah, uh, I'm very happy to be here, and this is going to be a great time." New York, bang bang. <laughs> he could have just did that and been like, "Have a nice day." Back to you. Yeah, uh, and they had to get on him about his haircut. Oh, you assholes. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the quarter <laughs> elimination match. Uh, Edge and Christian versus Too Cool, who are the champions going into this match, versus the Hardy Boys versus T and A. That's the team of Test and Albert. Uh, so how did we get here, you asked me, Jose? Um, well, you know, I would, I'm really curious to know how Too Cool got the titles and who, who gave that a green light. Well, on the May 20th, well, they were super, they were super over. Yeah, Everybody yeah. loved Too Cool. Um, but they just liked them dancing at the end. That's all they liked. And, and and the noises. Care about, ooh, ooh. Vince doesn't care about um, uh, tag titles. He never. Oh had. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 
he's just like screw it put him on so how did we get here on the may 19 or the may 29th edition of monday night raw too cool defeated edge and christian to become the tag team champions edge and christian invoking their rematch clause uh, weeks before the pay-per-view too cool kind of went on a 50 50 run with tna on smackdown uh and then the hardy boys were added to the match because of the Hardy Boys and whatnot. Because they're the Hardy Boys, and they needed a fourth team to add to the match. Uh, so uh, Christian, uh, Edge and Christian come out first. Uh, they pretty much do the same thing Kurt Angle did when he came out to the ring. They're uh, what were they? What what jerseys were they wearing? They're wearing the Bill Buckner jersey. Yeah, they're doing uh, the, the famous ninth. I want to say nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six World Series. They're playing against the Mets. Yes. Uh, well. I have it down right here. Game six of the 1986 World Series between Bill Buckner's Boston Red Sox and the New York Mets, or the New York Mets. uh, With uh, the score tied in extra innings, the Mets, uh, Mookie Wilson hit a very weak ground ball. What a cool name. That uh, went straight through Buckner's leg, allowing uh, the winning run to score from third base. And I think that was third out. Yeah, that was a third out. The Red Sox would have won the series. Known as the greatest choke of all time. Yeah, and so they were they were redoing that. Uh, so this happened what fourteen years before? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Vince was outdated in the year two thousand, doing mm-hmm. like making fun of stuff that happened in eighty six. Yeah, but you know what? This is something that really hurt Boston. You know, it got him a lot of it got Agent Christian a lot of heat. Well, you know what's funny because he was wearing a Mets jersey, and I was like, why didn't he wear a Yankees jersey? Oh, he wants to walk out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I feel like if Edge would have walked in there wearing a Yankee jersey, somebody would have shot him. Um, but yeah, but the whole, the whole thing is that um, this play happened against the Mets in no, 86. I, oh, no, no. Oh, I so before, before you did the research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, okay, okay, in okay. my head, I was like, why is he wearing a Mets jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't he get more heat for wearing a Yankees jersey? But then I think he would just get too much heat. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so TNA have their generic music. They come out to the ring, uh, too cool. Come out and everyone, uh, how can you not like, how can you not like too cool? They're too cool. They're very cool, man. I'm just saying, did you not like too cool? I was really deep into hip hop at this point. So no, um, I hated them. So I, I was like, come on, grandmaster sex. Uh Oh, <laughs> you know, they were like the vanilla ice sellouts now. And they were just appropriating everything good about hip hop. Um, uh what's his name christopher what's his name with the braids was too much um i hated road dog and uh road just road dog badass wasn't really that bad well the fact that they were like portrayed as like these like kind of moronic characters i thought was it made it a little bit like with road dog i was kind of like all right dude he's trying to come off like this cool guy Mm -hmm. i'm the d-o-double-g the Mm -hmm. r-o-a-d and i'm just like all right you're you're a bit much, but uh, yeah, okay. But you know, somebody like Road Dog wasn't handed uh, a Rakishi to validate them appropriating. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I had my beef with that that gimmick. Oh, I want to ask me that's on a hip hop team, but uh, <laughs> you know. Uh. All right, Vince. We know. Uh, yeah. So th- this match went about uh, 14 minutes, and 11 seconds. I think the second longest match of the night felt longer. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Albert uh, start the match with Albert outpowering Jeff Hardy or yeah. Outpowering Jeff Hardy with Jeff uh, with a few comeback spots. Oh my God. He almost messed up uh, one of those uh, presses. Yeah. Jeff up here. Oh shit. 
Uh, Albert continues to beat down on Jeff and Matt Hardy. Uh, Albert tags in his partner, Big Cat. I mean, Test. Uh, um, Test goes for the ground and pound on Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy goes for a twist of fate, but is distracted by Trish because, I mean, how can you not be distracted by Trish? <laughs> Uh, who hops on the edge of the ring and, um, and Matt Hardy is instant reaction was to swing at her. Yeah. You know, like, that's <laughs> like, dude, chill. Like, but she's like, Hey, Lita. Yeah. Here you go. Hey, thank you. So China did earlier. So that's Eddie Guerra, China. <laughs> Come on. Didn't you get the playbook? China. Do you want to join a team extreme? uh well that yeah, that's exactly what happens though mm-hmm. <laughs> if i remembered my notes correctly Lita then uh take knocks out trish uh distracts test uh who focuses the attention uh by trying to grab Lita by her hair Lita slaps test uh leading to a twist of fate by matt to test albert then goes after Lita by grabbing her by the throat test hits matt hardy with a pump handle slam jeff gets on the turnbuckle with albert charging towards him this is this nice spot because like uh Tess is on the uh the ground and Albert's charging Jeff who's on the ropes or on the top turnbuckle, but Jeff does a swanton over Albert. Well, charging goes, Albert, yeah. Yeah. Uh Matt then covers Test and he gets the pin. The first team eliminated was TNA. Sweet. So that's not so Scotty, much. Trish is going Scotty. damn. Yeah, well, you know. It's Trish. She's, they're like, Trish, she was out earlier tonight. She'll be out again later tonight. Don't worry. Oh, and she looks so naive, so fresh and new to the business. The green was glaring, but it was a good green. Scotty gets in the ring uh, with Jeff Hardy. Christian tags himself in. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wait, just, like, why would you tag yourself in? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do that? Like, especially in this four corners match. If I was You're only action, eliminating yourself. Yeah, it's elimination. So... Mm-hmm. Just go chill. Yeah. Like, and leave the, the match for a second. Yeah. And even King and JR were talking about it and they got the logic all wrong. They're like, hey, if you're in there, you can't win. Yeah. But if you're in there, you can't lose or something. Like, it was backwards. It was as backwards. Yeah. Uh, like, no, no, no. You want to be on the outside. You want them to eliminate each other. Shit. I'll tag back in on purpose. Eventually, Lita hits Edge with a Hurricane Rana and twists the fate to Christian. But Edge pulls Matt off of Christian to break the count. Uh, we have a kill switch to Matt, and Christian gets the pin on Matt Hardy. Dude, those Hurricane Ranas, they always gave me nerves, but she always seemed to hit them. Like this one, she, I don't know how, but by the mercy of God, they were able to connect on time. Yeah, she was, I felt like she was, yeah, she was always very good at her, her, her Hurricane Ranas. Her, did they, I feel like they should have spelled hers with a H-E-R. Her, Hurricane Rana. Her, her Hurricane Rana? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to. What do you call it? Um, well, you know what? That would have been a great idea for. Um, well, she lives in San Francisco. Maybe if I ever see her, I'll just be like, "Hey, Lita, or Amy, yeah. I got a great business idea for you. It's, it's a shirt. <laughs> it says her a canrana." Mm-hmm. You better copyright that before these. Uh, well, I have the, it, the, the artists that we know take it from you. Pen pending. Pen pending. Pen pending. You know, <laughs> uh, it's my well my my this is my evidence the video where you're there watching you right now let's let's do you at home are my evidence you, you will get a what do you call it a summons uh you know so, what this would have been a great idea for the wwf.com relaunch that we're soon to hear about oh yeah 
Uh, so the last two teams in this match are Too Cool and Edge and Christian. Edge and Sexy start things off. We have a nice back or nice okay. neck breaker to Edge, followed by a missile drop kick. Christian gets the upper hand on Hate. Um, and then I do love how Christian begins to mock Grandmaster Sexy with his <laughs> dance skills. Yeah. He's like, I can do it. Uh, ENC hits a double falling headbutt to Scotty. Uh, that's who they're building the heat on. Edge and Christian building the heat on Scotty to Hottie. We get a hot tag to a Sexay. Uh, Sexay uh, beats down on Edge, catapults him into Christian. Uh, the classic 90s headbutt to the dick spot where um, Edge is on the ground and Christian falls into his partner's ding dong. We have a sit-down powerbomb to Edge, which is the count's broken up by Christian. Edge and Christian then attempt, attempt a double worm, but are stopped by uh, Scotty too hottie. Scotty hits the worm on Edge. Christian attempts to hit Sexay with the belt, but is stopped at first. Sexay then goes for the atomic leg drop to Edge. When Sexay goes for the pin, uh, the ref had to escort Scotty out of the ring. Like He's just like, like sexy is about to get the pin. He's just like, Oh, hold on. I got to go. <laughs> the ref's like, I got to go do something. I'm like, what? Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I didn't even notice. I was too into the match. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is cool. Christian then, uh, hits grandmaster sexy with the belt edge covers grandmaster sexy and edge pins grandmaster. A sexy <laughs> dude. I popped in my chair. Uh, for the pin and the win and the new tag team champions. I was like, what? Uh, I, I've, I've seen this before, but still, whoa. Yeah, 14 minutes, 11 seconds. Uh, let's see. So this was a fun match for what it was. Uh, there was a couple of sloppy spots. I felt like, you know, like when they were trying to incorporate comedy, but also do like like the double worm spot. It was really mm -hmm. bad because they didn't know how to do a worm at all. Mm -hmm. And you're asking. But I think that's what makes it comedy, you know, that they yeah. were so bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, you know i'm a wrestling podcaster so i need to rip on people for not knowing how to do the worm trying to do the worm in front of thousands <laughs> of people and i've even never done a worm okay so it looks sloppy yeah Dumbest. um that's not that anyways uh so then michael well so what do you think of this match i had fun dude I, like i said I, I popped in my chair when i uh was watching the match it was fun uh michael cole with uh crash holly he's backstage and he says uh he promises that uh, these old men in their pink, in their in their pink dresses and their mascara will get theirs. Hmm, okay, shadowing something later tonight. Yeah. Uh, Rikishi with Val Venus, uh, King of the Ring was a semifinals match, I believe, or quarter is quarterfinal now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so weeks leading up to the match, how did these men have a storyline going into this? Well, they kind of just had some back and forth matches on SmackDown. Which that's they they didn't like have separate brands, but I did notice how people had like feuds on SmackDown and then they had separate feuds on Raw. Oh, hmm. I mean, like like Rikishi and like who's Rikishi and Too Cool fighting with? You know what I mean? Like he was kind of battling yeah. the Edge and Christian, and then all of a sudden on SmackDown he was going for the IC title. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, this match was three minutes and fifteen seconds. Uh, hmm. There was not much going on in this match. Um, Back and forth, leg drop to Val, body slam. I mean, Rikishi looked good the entire night. He yeah, did, a lot yeah. of energy. Uh, Val mount, mounts a comeback by hitting a like a single arm takedown to Rikishi's hurt arm. Uh, Val got on the top turnbuckle going for the money shot, but uh, Rikishi pops up, and uh, <laughs> I love how Val exclaims, What the? 
<laughs> he was good for something. Yeah. He was not uh, looking scared. Yeah. Uh, Rikishi catches Val off the top turnbuckle, hits a belly to belly and pins him. Dude, that, that was awesome. That was a good And, and it, it goes back to the, they weren't doing their regular, their regular moves. Finish, yeah. Yeah. To, to finish the match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this match was slow at times, but, uh, but, and then had a cool down. It was a kind of cool down after the tag team match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rikishi was so good. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. We got to see uh, Trish again. Yeah, I don't know why after the match, Trish jumped on Rikishi's back. Hey, you, you suck. Why'd you got to beat up my man like that? Like, I, why though? Like, she should be smarter than that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was dumb. Uh, Rikishi slams Trish down after jumping on his back, attempts for a bonsai drop, but Val Venus hits a low blow, uh, slams uh, him into the mat, hits Rikishi with the steel stairs, pilmanizes uh, Rikishi's arm, and leaves. So, uh, they're really stacking the deck against the deck against Rikishi going into the finals. Now going after that big uh, contusion on his arm. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Briscoe with Jonathan Cochin uh, backstage, and Gerald. Dude, that cauliflower ear was insane. Oh, on Briscoe. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, and you know they say what your nose and your ears continue growing. That's the only thing that continues growing on your body. So Briscoe's ears are the size of my headphones. Gee, many Christmas. But uh, Jonathan or Gerald Briscoe does not like being in this match later tonight. He says, you think this is funny and I have to wear a dress? Mr. McMahon is making me wear a dress. The only emotion I'm a feeling right now is revenge, which I don't think revenge is an emotion. And I think they called it out on the show. They were like, wait, revenge isn't an emotion. Mm. What did you say? <laughs> you know what I mean. Damn it. Uh, we go to our next match of the night. Kurt Angle versus Crash Holly. Quarterfinal match. Yes. So Angle and Crash, they've had no run-ins before this match. Everyone else. And uh, why would they? Yeah. They live in two different worlds. Everyone else in this tournament has had some sort of run-in somewhere down the line. Um, but I, I was actually really excited for this match because this is one of those matches that's like, only here, yeah. In the tournament, can you exactly. see this match? Exactly, and uh, holy shit, Angle gave Crash a lot in this match. They made Crash look like a million bucks. Yeah. Well, this is going on to his. Well, this has to be we'll, before we'll get to it, but yeah, this has to be before they found out he was given the dirt sheets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was rumored back then. I yeah. think they gave him faith though. Uh, Crash. What if we give you the hardcore title? Would you shut up then? <laughs> no. <laughs> Crash begins the offense on Kurt, uh, taking him down, surprisingly taking him down multiple times. Crash and Angle go back and forth. Power slam to Angle, uh, double underhook suplex to Crash. Uh, this is actually a very competitive match with Angle giving Crash a lot. Angle beats down on Crash. Crash mounts a comeback with a missile dropkick to Angle. Even though uh, Angle gave Crash a lot, though, he flapjacks Crash, choking him on the ropes, Olympic slam, and pin and win for Kurt Angle. Um, you know, one thing that I noticed about Kurt Angle is uh, while I was watching this, I was like, yeah, you could see that he's a little bit green here. Um, but then if you look back at his career and a lot of his matches, he always has these moments where he loses focus and something happens in the match where it's like near botch or something that wasn't exactly planned. So uh, th- that's just it's it's ill when you have this history that you look back upon, then, you know, you can go in and fast forward into the future, kind of like a. 
Marty, Marty McFly. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I didn't like crash when I was a kid, but looking back on him, he's a million bucks, man. $1 million. <laughs> His character, man. He was, um, better than spike character wise. Oh yeah. hundred times. Let's talk about, you know, all the little men that have been around. Ray Mysterio, he's actually had more character than Ray Mysterio. Mysterio's all skill. Yeah, Mysterio just, like, talks about legacy and family. Hey, man, I don't I'm going to tell you something, Gavron. Okay, You're so. my friend. You're not so to me. Have you ever seen that movie, Fifty First Dates? Yeah. It's back-to-back on Comedy Central tonight. I don't know why. But <laughs> anyways, um, the, you ever see that character who plays the Drew Barrymore's brother in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what's always, his name? Uh, Dave from Encino, Encino man. I mean, I always uh, thought that was uh based off crash Holly. <laughs> I don't know why, but I got very crash Holly vibes off of him. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I never got that. I never got the vibes that crash Holly was on roids, but this guy was no, no, no. I never got that. But no, like well, the character itself, the character though, like he's walking around saying he's heavier than he is. And he's like, yeah. for heavyweight. Mm-hmm. That is- how much, he could bench press X amount. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they never said steroids, but like, you know, like he, one could assume that his character, you know, would have done them. Not him. Yeah. 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 The character. Yeah. Totally get it. Oh, and then we get Donald Trump. <sighs> Well, being that they're in Boston today, last night they're at Madison Square Garden. And who else would be at Madison Square Garden but maybe a silent investor by the name of Donald J. Trump? Uh, I mean, Vince are great friends. You know, one day Linda is going to work for me, I swear. Anyways, less said about Yeah, but we have to look at, we can't look at it through 2020 eyes. We have to look look through it at, at our, you know, far away machine. Oh, yay, um, Donald Trump. Well, no, not yay, Donald oh. Trump. But at that time, he was being mentioned in raps by rappers. He was in every commercial everywhere. He had a deal with NBC. He was, he was kind of a big deal. I mean, you know, pop culture wise. Um, little did we know, or we always knew he was an evil fucking ass. Um but yeah. just the image that he that he was portraying and carrying at the time related with WWF, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, very uh, inseamed into the culture, and that's why you win an election nowadays, I guess. Sadly, well, yeah, or lose an election. Boo! Oh, oh, oh. No. Oh! Uh, next up, Michael Cole <laughs> with Kane. Um, and Kane says, there's one thing the rock and my brother don't understand. And that's me becoming the WWF champion. And I'm like, they don't, that's not for them to understand. That's just Mm -hmm. something you want, but it's not for them to understand. That's Oh, you know what? What just hit me right now? Just right now. I didn't even notice that (laughs) going back to Donald Trump, he was getting all this admiration during the show. He went to a house show. <laughs> he was yeah, yeah, invited yeah, yeah. to the pay-per-view. He went to a house show. Yes. How great is that? <laughs> he even had a house show. He's craving all this attention and he loves it all. Give me more. Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> uh then John. What do you mean I'm not on TV? There's a big TV over there. I see myself. Oh, can you get the good side of me? <laughs> which which side is that? Uh, Jonathan Coachman with The Undertaker. Uh, I don't like this Undertaker. In our talk show. I like this Undertaker. <laughs> and well, it's a I, I, nervous Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. Because Undertaker, I've noticed this. 
when he's the dead man, he can hide his personal self. And I think Undertaker's a very shy person. Like, what's his what's that? Mark Calloway? I yeah. think Mark Calloway's a very shy man. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you really boil down to and talk to well, him, you can tell because the, the way his voice is, is so soft spoken during interviews. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go down here. You know, I'm going to do some stuff. You know, uh, he does that a lot when he's nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See that? No. Uh, he says, uh, it, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to know why my brother wants to become the WWF champion, but there's only one man who will become WWF champion, and I didn't come to Boston to lose. Oh, uh, okay. Th- thank you, Mark. Very 80s of you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have a, have a great day. But then for my main event. Uh, Gerald Briscoe versus Pat Patterson in the first and only uh, I don't know if only, but evening gown, hardcore match for the hardcore title. So, like I said, how did we officially get here? Uh, Briscoe beat Crash Holly for the hardcore title in Crash's King of the Ring qualifying match against Hardcore Holly. Uh, Patterson was celebrating with Briscoe and then just like in the back, busted a bottle of champagne over his friend's head and pins him for the title and yeah. pours the champagne over his head. I'm just like... What? Oh, this is not RuPaul's best friend, right? No. <laughs> well, they were celebrating. They continued the celebration. Come on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they kept going back and forth for a few weeks. And that's when Vince, well, they eventually they did like get into drag. Like, they were wearing dresses. Well, Pat hit in the ladies' locker room. That's right. And uh, who was it like? They're like, I know we're, I know we're Pat Patterson. Yeah, now. it was like a behind the scenes guy. Yeah. Like a production assistant or something. Uh, he's so, jumping out. He's jumping around like a lunatic. I know. I know where he is. I know where he yeah. is. Uh, so then uh, this match is three minutes and seven seconds. It's three minutes and seven seconds too long. It was a bad match, but it was funny. I think the did beginning. You notice, of- did what? you get the the Hogan diss? Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yes. When they, when, they, when they came out to when Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson used to both come out to Hogan's Real American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. I do love because Briscoe comes out to the ring first and he's uh he's coming out to Real America and he's got a stuffed bra and a two by four. He's just looking <laughs> he's looking angry. And fucking Patterson comes to the ring and they're playing like this like strip like 1920s stripper music, like you know. And he is loving it. He is just like oh, he's, having, he's having a blast. The yeah. boa, he's going back and forth. He's like mm-hmm. throwing stuff to the fans. He's blowing kisses. It's 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 great because hey, good for him, dude. It looks like he finally got out of the show. Like he, you know, he looked happy. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the fact that he could act like gay in front of a you know like or act who he was or just put on a show like that. And be more of who he was in front of the fans. I think that's great. Well, was Pride Month a thing back in 2000? Yeah. Yeah. So it was Pride Month. I mean, yeah. it is Pride Month now. So happy Pride Month. Uh, Patterson gets on the mic, says, Look at you, Briscoe. You look like an old drag queen. Look, let me talk to you, Briscoe. Every time you defended your championship, I was by your side. I was your friend, wasn't I? I was always your friend. You know, all these people. Want to see us go at it real bad, <laughs> but I, but I have a better idea, Jerry. If if this is the belt you want, I'll lay down for you. You get on top of me, have the ref count one two. 
makes me want a hot dog real bad. Uh, the two men hug, but then get, Patterson gives Briscoe a low blow <laughs> and begins to spank Briscoe. And yeah. like, this is a bad match, but like, and I think this is when I like I give up on the match because yeah. like, at this point, like the comedy is kind of over when they start kind of like fighting. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it, uh... it's just them pulling the dresses off of each other. You know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. The, that's the rule that I forgot until this match. I was like, oh, that's right. They have to strip each other. Oh, <laughs> what's uh, fans begin chanting "boring." We get a Bronco Buster to Patterson. Uh, finally, the savior of this match. Crash Holly comes to the ring <laughs> and beats down both men, hits Briscoe in the head with a garbage can. <coughs> Crash Holly pins Patterson to become your new hardcore champion. And I guess he's the winner of the lingerie evening gown match, or I don't know. I I think that, yeah, there was a different referee brought in, so it was a separate match altogether. So it was just no contest, I guess. Yeah, no contest. I mean, what does Wikipedia says? Wikipedia says, uh, Pat Patterson. Oh, it says it ended when Crash Holly pinned Pat. Right, well, thanks, Wikipedia. That's not the answer I wanted. That's not helpful. That's what <laughs> the answer I got. All right. So this is pure uh, comedy. Smash yeah. is horrible, but uh, the fans did pop. They did pop fucking for Crash Holly winning that hardcore title. Mm-hmm. They were so bored. Yeah. Like anything, man. Like they weren't yelling boring, but they were chanting something. Oh, they were. They were chanting. Oh, it was boring? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I misheard. I was, was that boring or was that something else? Like, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. So next up, we have the uh, Dudley Boys versus Corporate DX. Suck it! Suck it long and suck it hard. So this is like the weird version of DX where I think it's like, I know they're a part of the corporation tech, or like they're just like part of the Vince McMahon, Helmsley regime. Tree. And, but like, they're still DX, but like Triple H isn't DX. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like they're distant branches on the tree. This version of DX was Road Dog, X Pac, and Tori. Huh? Yeah. So I don't know. Uh so how did we get here? Weeks ago, Tori attacked Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh Bubba fights back. Uh Bubba began to fight back and was about to put Tori through a table, but was stopped by Gerald Briscoe. Uh, in the previous mentioned match. They're all over this. Uh, Bubba can't get over the fact that he didn't put her through a table. So for weeks, he's stalking Tori, looking to drive her through Pine each and every week. And that was like a, a Bubba Ray's thing at this time, where he like went into a trance and got like this weird... If he didn't do it. euphoric feeling off of powerbombing women through tables. Remember? Yeah. He did it to yeah. uh, Mae Young and he's a couple other... Computer, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's here. Uh, the Dudley's being put, uh, yeah, and eventually um, the Dudley's being put in a dumpster, being pushed off the SmackDown stage. Uh, the prior week on SmackDown, the Dudley's attacked DX, and uh, DX actually are the ones that requested this match, but Vince made it a dumpster match. It's kind of like a casket match, but it's a dumpster instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match is about nine minutes and 45 oh, seconds. It was a dumpster match and a ladder match. I mean, uh, and a tables match. Exactly, yeah. Which I'm just like, whatever match it is, it's no DQ, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so DX come out uh, to their Run DMC music, which I really love. Me too. I forgot that this even was a thing. Uh, yeah, go check it out. Uh, Dudley's come out to the ring carrying a table with Tori's name spray painted on it. Uh, Dudley's charge DX um, and chase them out of the ring. Bubba and Road Dog officially start the match. Bubba immediately takes his eyes off of Road Dog and turns around and goes for his Tori. 
uh, stopped by Road Dog. Uh, back and forth meant uh, leading to Bubba giving Road Dog a flying elbow. Um, that's when the X-Pac sucks chance began. And I think I know why X-Pac had X-Pac heat. At this time? Yeah. Like, well, I think what, I what, was the, what was the I, source? I might know, but what, what was the So source? this is what I think it is. I think fans were really pissed over the whole breakup with Kane and the uh, Tory situation yeah, yeah, yeah. because Tory was like, remember the storyline was Tory was in the Kane mm-hmm. or supposedly Tory was in the Kane and that was going to be like a love interest for Kane. It was Tory and Kane and X-Pac was like the friend. And all of a sudden X-Pac turned on Kane. Cause remember he was like, we're going to invite a new big green machine into the DX family tonight. That's right. That's and then right. he picked, he he beat up uh, Kane and they broke the team up. So then X-Pac is with this very attractive woman. Like literally there's parts where, she, you know, like he does the, the suck it. She's in front of him, you know, she's like doing her pose and he's mm-hmm. like rubbing her head and like <laughs> thrusting at the back of her head. And oh I, my think God. People, I think people were just like, fuck that guy. Yeah, like yeah. who does he think he is? Like, <laughs> And maybe it was a bit jealousy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mixed with like disgust, but that's yeah, no, where but I think Xbox Heat originated. You know, this is there's that old machismo thing that um, you know when I was a young man, I probably went through it. I'm you know who am I kidding? Um, but like checking out a dude and a hot chick together, and you're like Ugh. the ultimate jealousy coming over you, going that guy isn't that hot. Yeah. Why does he get her? So that's what all these machismic males in the audience were thinking to themselves. Ah, X-Pac. That's toxic masculinity. You ain't that good looking. You're some skinny little guy. And, 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 then, and once people caught on, you know, yeah, X-Pac does suck. You're right. <laughs> He's actually a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I've seen his porn. It was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> 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 um, X-Pac uh, has real bad X-Pac heat in this match uh, X-Pac, or DX building the heat on Devon Tori uh, actually tags herself in to get some kicks on I'm like why is Tori tagging herself in it, it doesn't make any sense uh, we get a what's up to, uh, to Road Dog, and then a what's up to X-Pac uh, Tori then goes after Bubba because you know yeah and then the most uncomfortable spot of the night. Except for uh, Devon. This is what I'm going for. <laughs> it's uncomfortable so Devon, for everyone except Devon. Devon, yeah, yeah, exactly. Devon goes for the was up to Tori. And he falls on her. And he literally has his face in her crotch. And I'm, I'm not, I know I say like a minute. And I know that's not that long, but like it, it was an extended amount of time. It was like way too long to the point where, and he was still like shaking his head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just thought that was kind of like not cool, like at all. Like, even if 100%, was, yeah. Like, I don't know behind the scenes of what really happened there. Well, I mean, I'm guessing from well, what I saw. Back, no, well, back then they did have a reputation for fucking around with the women a little bit too much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what Shitting I got. in bags and stuff, you know. <laughs> What's that, Randy Orton? I th- it was somebody. It was somebody. I don't want to put anybody on blast. Well, we put people on blast all the time. Sure, it was allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was. I felt bad. I kind of. I felt kind of bad for Tori right there. 
Uh, Dudley's go after dog. And, uh, Dudley's, oh, so X-Pac and Road Dog are leave, trying to leave the ring. Ooh, they're partners in the ring, getting pretty much physically assaulted, like sexually assaulted by the Dudley boys. And uh, DX fights back. Uh, they get the dumpster open. Uh, we get dumpster cam, because that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, the X, DX get the Dudleys in the can. They get the lids closed, but the ref is distracted uh, by Tori, who's on the outside. The Dudleys crawl out of the dumpster because they have little side doors. Uh, they crawl around um, to the other side of the ring. Um, so then, yeah, the Dudleys then appear on the other side of the ring uh, with chairs to strike DX down. Bubba threw the steel uh, chairs or st- stairs into the ring. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, literally almost hit Road Dog when he throws those stairs in there. Road Dog yeah. move out of the way. Uh, the Dudley set up two tables on each side on, or on top of each other. They put Road Dog through the uh, through the, the, the double, double, double tables on the outside. Yeah, double tables on the outside. Xbox uh, gets Bubba down. Uh, that sets up Diva on, on another table. Xbox climbed up to the top turnbuckle only to be crotched by Bubba. Devon climbs up to the side, gives X-Pac a suplex through the table. Tori At this point, they only need to put Tori through a table and they win the match. Or no, both I don't of, think so. No, that's that's what they the announcer said. Oh, really? Yeah. They, I thought they like, needed to get they needed to or yeah, then the, the whole in order for the Dudley boys to win, they had to put all three members of DX through tables. In order for DX to win, they had to put the Dudley Boys in the dumpster. Oh, okay. That's how I, I mean, That's maybe I heard it, maybe I heard it wrong, but that, that was the story that was being told because they did, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Jesus, the Road Dog first. Yeah. And then X Pac. And then they were going after Tori. They didn't get that. So then this is where the story continues, please. Yeah, man. It, it, that's very confusing. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it really That's is. why after, right in this spot in my notes, it says, lame rules. Uh, then Tori uh, climbs into the dumpster to hide from the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dudleys uh, then go after Tori, but uh, I thought she wasn't in there for a second, but I guess she still was in there. Uh, DX hit Dudleys in the back with chairs into the dumpsters, then they close the lids and they win. So yeah. what it the- doesn't make any sense at all to have DX win here especially especially what happens next yeah so i mean it just made no sense at all uh earlier in the match when dx uh, got the dudleys in the dumpsters for the first time shouldn't the dudleys have gotten the vision like shouldn't they have gotten the visual win on the the fdx somehow to for this match to make sense for dx to one the dudleys at one point should have been like got that like you know earlier night where angle was tapping out the visual Mm -hmm. submission they should have got the visual win. So, like, you know, if they could have won by throwing DX into the dumpsters, they should have had DX in the dumpster with the ref distracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Like, they should have made the Dudleys look a little bit better. Okay, well, then this is where the the rules that I heard come into effect because it wouldn't have been a win because the Dudley boys can't win that way with yeah. DX in the dumpster. Yeah. Um, so the whole story of this match was Tori and Bubba determined, or Tori and or Bubba determined to put Tori through a table. Uh, then why did she go after Bubba a few times? Like it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, then eventually, yeah, what do you call it? The Dudley boys jump out of the dumpster um, with Tori. DX tried to save her, but they received some 3Ds for their 
for their actions tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, Bubba then uh, licks the air in Tori's direction, which is very suggestive, but I guess is better than Devon physically assaulting her. Mm -hmm. uh, Devon then comes to the ring with a table, the Tory table. We get the atomic power bomb to Tory through the table. Again, why did DX have to win this match? Couldn't, mm -hmm. they, couldn't the Dudleys have just won? You know yeah, I mean? you could have skipped all these other steps and had the Dudleys put her through a table, and they would have won the match. Yeah, hey, even you know with the, with the whole actual rules in place, you know, like yeah, you yeah, totally. And totally. the the visual the visual win would have been when DX got them into the dumpsters earlier. But they yeah, got and out they, and they escaped, and then the yeah. should have won. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, Michael Cole interviewing Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is one win away uh, for what they call he for what he calls the most important tournament in the entire world, coming from somebody who was in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, Angle, you're really putting over WWE. Did, didn't even Jr. say something like that? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, he might. I don't know. I'm just guessing because he's he's good. But you're good too, Corey. Um, you know what I you know what I miss a lot is him just saying it's true. Oh, it's true. I don't like this. Damn true. I don't like that. It doesn't. Yeah, it evolves. I mean, yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. Yeah. It hits different, as the kids would say today. I think it, you know, it really depends on the situation at hand. I don't think well, it's tonight true. he only he only he only did it once every time he didn't go it's true oh it's, he just went it's true um yeah and he's he's pretty funny too because he goes yeah Rikishi's great <laughs> if you like dancing <laughs> dude I don't remember a time Kurt Angle was not good on the microphone yeah it's great uh Rikishi's then with Coachman and Rikishi says ain't nothing in this world gonna stop this ass from backing up all right. That's what he, he called them Captain America, which is kind of a compliment. Yeah. Well, I guess back in the day, like in 2000, like there was no Captain America movie. There no. wasn't. And, you know, it was all we went off of was the comic book, which was kind of corny. Like, yeah. And not many people read it. When they weren't the X Baker takeover. Brubaker took over. I don't know. That was maybe 2010. So that's when we became good again. Um, but yeah. Yeah. He, he Even probably then, like, the time. Captain America one came out when what? Like, oh, seven. I think so, somewhere around there. Like that. Yeah, so, near, yeah. near 10, yeah. So, yeah, I think once the movie came out, yeah, it was Captain America was kind of cool, and then Iron Man, you know. But yeah, uh, he, he's gotten cooler time, over time. Like, all I was concerned about as a kid was X Men, Spider Man, and Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. give a fuck about no Superman. Like, fuck Superman. That guy sucks. Mm -hmm. he, he kryptonite and shit. <laughs> you lame -o. Lame bastard. Anyways, Kurt Angle versus Rock gets weak. He was yeah. a crack addict. Well, The Rock takes a lot of people out. <laughs> You're right. It, it take it uh, it takes out people in the main event. Mm -hmm. It also takes out people on the street. The crack rock. I'm talking. About. <laughs> I smoke rocks. Anyways, uh, this match: Kurt Angle versus Rikishi, King of the Ring Finals. Uh, five minutes and fifty six seconds. This match was uh, Rikishi hurt going into this match after being assaulted by Val Venus. Uh, angle it felt like a longer match but in a good way oh absolutely uh angle was pretty much the fresh face going into this match because you know he faced crash holly he got help from stephanie mcmahon so yeah angle goes right after rikishi rikishi hits multiple power slams to angle angle uh sets up for the stink face or sorry angle is set up for the stink face 
but uh, gives Rikishi a low blow, pretty much right in front of the ref, but nothing's called. I guess ref's discretion, and I guess that's pretty good because it's the King of the Ring final. You don't want to win by DQ. Yeah, yeah, or the, the referee might have been too close to see it, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, Rikishi. You know how they do that sometimes? Yeah. He's talking to them right in their face, and they don't see the low blow. So what do you mean, R- what? Rikishi shows signs of life and begins to come back with a Larry and a Samoan drop to angle. He then gives Angle a diamond cutter, Rikishi, you know, which was out of nowhere. It's something I've never seen in his repertoire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he have finally uh, applies the dreaded stink face to Kurt Angle. Uh, Rikishi then turns his back to Angle, and Angle just hits the Olympic slam. Uh, big man kicks out, though, which I was surprised. Uh, Angle goes for a leapfrog sunset flip to Rikishi. But the big man is too big to fall over and sits on the chest of Angle. We get a two count. Rikishi then goes up to the top turnbuckle, crotched by Angle, atomic belly to belly, and the pin in the win. And I think this match should have had a actual finisher involved. I don't think this match should have ended in a uh, just a regular move. It was the final match of the tournament. Yeah. It should have ended in an Angle slam, Olympic slam to Rikishi, lifting him up over his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, you know, Allah or whatever, um, just like uh, Hogan lifting Andre. Mm-hmm. It's not the same, but in some respects, you get that same visual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, angle, and big man off his feet. Yeah, doing the impossible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, what did I write about this match when I watched this? These two worked well together, but it seemed like kind of a lackluster match. Um, they, I mean, there were parts that were good, but also like. Rikishi, this is like his what third match of the night. Yeah, and I know it's angles too, but like Rikishi looked really good in all his matches. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. match was like the last of last of them. So, yeah, it almost felt like uh, Kurt Angle, even though he had a, a pretty rough go of it this tournament, it, it felt like he had a pretty easy time doing it. If that makes sense at all. Yeah, like no his competition I mean, didn't hold up to what it should have been. Yeah. He's natural to, in the ring, so yeah, like he just blew by the competition. Boom. Uh, then we got back, cut backstage. Oh, yeah, we don't get a celebration. I guess that's the next night on Raw. I was kind of hoping for the coronation. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, McMahon, Helmsley regime arguing. Whoa, that- whoa, pump the brakes. Whoa. Pump the brakes. There was a cover of Wrestling versus Baseball that was highlighted on the show. I don't know if it was uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yeah, it was. I don't know if it was pro, pro Wrestling Illustrated. It probably wasn't, or maybe uh, Sports Illustrated. But it was a wrestling versus baseball magazine cover featuring the likes of The Rock and Mike Piazza, former, former catchers of the New York Mets. Damn. Mike in this picture, at first glance, I didn't know who he was. At first glance, because yeah. all I could see was Joey Ryan. That's the only I saw the rock and Joey Ryan. So what the hell is he doing in the magazine cover with the rock? Wait, hold on. Oh, that's my Piazza. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just think of pizza when I think of Piazza. It's like Mike Pizza, man. Mm-hmm. Sounds tasty. And his name is almost spelled exactly like it. Yeah. I think it's just an extra Z, right? Yeah. Uh, so then we have a, the six-man tag match for the WWF Championship. So, like I said, Kurt, oh, not Kurt Angle, uh, The Rock, Undertaker, and Kane uh, versus Triple H, Shane McMahon, and Vince McMahon. Whoever gets the pinfall 
wins the title. So I, th- I think it was whoever gets the pinfall on the face side wins the title. I don't think the same rule was applied for the heels, right? Oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember that particular stipulation. So how we got here, heading into the this main event between uh, the McMahon-Helmsley faction uh, and the team of The Rock, Kane, and Undertaker. At Judgment Day, Undertaker returned with his new biker gimmick after an eight-month growing injury and uh, attacked by Triple H during Iron Man match between, he attacked uh, Triple H between the Iron Man match between him and The Rock, forcing Triple H to get the win. Uh, the Rock was disqualified. Triple H won the match six to five. On the June 1st episode of SmackDown with an exclamation point, Rock, Kane, and Undertaker won qualifying matches to qualify for the WWF title shot at King of the Ring. On the June 12th episode of Raw's War, Linda McMahon announced that the King of the Ring, all three of them would team up against Triple H, Vince McMahon, and Shane McMahon in a six-person tag team match. And then on the three days later, SmackDown, a stipulation was added that uh, if Triple H's team won, Triple H would defend the title against the winner of the King of the Ring tournament at Fully Loaded. Okay. Jeez, so many rules. Yes, so that's why you saw Kurt Angle watching closely backstage too. Yeah, with with a big carton of milk. But if anyone, uh, but if any person of Rock's team gets the pinfall, they um, he would lose the title, and then they would win the title. And then they would go against the winner of King of the Ring. I believe so. Yes. Um, So this match, seventeen minutes and fifty-four seconds, uh, longest match of the night. Um, Oh, you mean we have? No, never mind. What? Do we have uh, Kurt Angle facing the winner of this match? Cool. I mean, eventually. I, I didn't think of that. Fully loaded, I think. Yeah. Uh, so Trips and uh, Vince begin arguing right off the bat. Uh, Shane, uh, was he decides to get in first, and he charges Kane. Oh, can I say that uh, Triple H has really cool theme here? It's not, the, not quite the DX theme. It's like a new Triple H remix. <laughs> You know, because yeah. it wasn't a guy like his cousin or someone like his brother-in-law. Who, Lemmy? That did the theme. Oh, uh, Mike Johnson? Mike Johnson? I don't, I don't remember the guy's name. No. You know, the, the guy that did the DX theme? Yeah, he, yeah. He's related to Triple Oh, H, that, right? that guy was, no, that, that was, I don't know. Anyways. Okay, anyways, the theme was, is like a remix of the DX thing. Okay. Uh, Trips and Vince begin arguing back and forth. Shane decides to step in the ring first, and he charges Kane, which... Which is before the bell rings. So Hebner is supposed to hold all three of the faces back, mm-hmm. but he only pushes back Undertaker and The Rock. And Kane's just like, Ooh, he, walk, he walks up to Shane and he's just like, okay, <laughs> okay, you're good. I'll give you. I think I think this is called on the fly because Kane then puts his hand behind his back. He goes, go ahead and you get the first shot. Mm-hmm. Like I think he was just supposed to be held back by Earl Hebner, and, and just then, snuck past him. Oops. So then uh, Kane then gives Shane a free shot. Uh, Shane strikes Kane. Shane, Kane charges Shane only for Shane to dodge uh, to get in his, uh, weak, uh, his weak strikes. Okay, say that sentence. No. Five times real fast. No, I'm not going to say it one more time fast. <laughs> Kane takes over, as one would expect, trying to uh, Shane trying to escape every chance he gets. The McMahon's trying to double-team Kane, but it stopped quickly. Rock tags himself in. Uh, Triple H and Rock come face to face, but it's all ruse because Shane strikes Rock from behind. Rock then beats down on Shane and Undertaker tags himself in. 
the commentators are suggesting that the faces aren't able to work together as a team. But mm. at this point, they're just working like three badass dudes that know when to get in the ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like no one had a problem with it too. Rock was like, I'm in. Taker, mm. I'm in. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, everyone was like, all right, cool. Mm. And yeah. you, you know what else I, I took away from this? What? Only two of the six participants were wearing, uh, were shirtless. Everybody else had some type of jacket or vest or something. Oh, it's this rock and shirt. Well, the main people, yeah. Yeah. Everybody else was like kind of a shadow in the background. Even Undertaker, he had that black vest on. So Taker gets in the ring with Shane, and I love this because he takes Shane's head and smashes his head in the turnbuckle. And you hear T- Taker goes, "Hello, Mister Turnbuckle!" <laughs> he smashes his head in there. Like, no, dude. Throughout the whole match, you heard Undertaker like super out of character, yelling at, at the opponent. And I wonder How's if that feel. Wonder nice if he's laying it into Shane a little bit, just because it's Taker. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, giant choke slam to Shane. Taker goes for the pin, uh, but is broken up by his own partner, The Rock. He breaks up the count. Uh, Taker hits a DDT to Triple H, but Kane is the one to break up this count. Uh, Rock uh, low bridged, and the heels uh, begin to triple team The Rock. The Brothers of Destruction coming over for the save. Uh, Rock and Triple H are kind of going out in the ring. And that's when Rock cleans off, cleans off the announcer's table. Uh, Shane and Kane battling on the outside while Mr. McMahon and Taker are as well. Triple H hits the pedigree to the rock. Now I think Taker was supposed to break up this count, but he totally doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And they give him credit for it too. Yeah. So, so the rock kicks out of the pedigree Mm -hmm. and you just see Undertaker try to reach over and JR is like, Oh, thank God for the Undertaker breaking Mm -hmm. up the count. Mm -hmm. I'm like, right on dude. That's it's not what happened, but all right. (laughs) Yeah. So then uh, Rock is staggering around the ring. Like I said, Kane and Taker are uh, holding out their hands uh, for the hot tag, but Rock doesn't want to tag him in because he wants that title. No, why should I? Uh, Heels building the heat on the Rock. At one point, Mr. McMahon tags himself into the ring, begins to strike down the Rock, and JR exclaims, that's the damn chairman of the company. (laughs) You wouldn't see Bill Gates do that. And I just envisioned Bill Gates is beating the shit out of one of his employees. (laughs) Like, no one ever tells me this is 500 times faster with more processing speed. <laughs> the keyboard. Yeah, slams him through uh, an X. It hits him with the prototype Xbox. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, He's looked too much like the PlayStation controllers. Bastard. Uh, Rock gets a brief spot of comeback, but Vince uh, gets Rock down with a low blow. Vince tags in Triple H. Shane breaks up the pinfall attempt uh, when Rock had Triple H down. Uh, so then again, we get to the back to the spot where Trips and Rock are alone in the ring while Kane and the uh, or the Brothers of Destruction and the McMahons are on the outside. Um, that's when uh, while on the outside, Kane took the Undertaker out with a throat chop and smashing him into the stairs. Uh, Rock in the ring goes through the people's elbow, stopped by Kane with a choke slam. Triple H has this huge smile on his face. He's like, hey, thumbs up, man. Yeah, to Kane. And Cade, Kane, it's funny because Kane's just like pantomiming the entire night. He's like, <laughs> and, uh, uh, so then uh, Trips, uh, like I said, he turns his back on on Kane. Kane goes for the tombstone pile driver. Um, the count is broken up by Taker. Chair shots. <laughs> this is when Taker kicks it, like kicks it into like. 11th or 12th gear because he just starts running around the ring trying to get yeah. his thoughts in yeah. chair shots the cane he gets shane on the turnbuckle 
take her, grabs him, choke slams him to the outside into the announcer's table. Oh, so cool. Which is amazing. Uh, Vince is in the ring <clears throat> alone with the rock. He goes for the corporate elbow. Rock pops <laughs> up, gives him a power or a rock bottom and the pin and win. So the rock is your new WWF champion. Leaving. And new. Yeah. Who's that? Was that Finkel at the time? It was right. And new. Yeah. World Wrestling Federation champion. Love that guy. Oh, rock. You're the cooking. Yeah. Yeah, man. Finkel, the Fink, man. Miss that guy. I mean, yeah. Feel feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Uh, even though the booking of this match was completely backwards, I had fun in it. This wasn't Arn Anderson versus Barry Windham at Slamboree, you know, but True. everyone in this match looked good and hit their hit their spots, even the crazy ass scared father-in-law. Yeah. You know, it was like a build too. So yeah. You know, it was very slamboree 93. What? It was Pat Patterson, Jerry Briscoe. If it wasn't, I don't know, man. Do you think they would have had the executioner in a fucking, in a dress that night? If it wasn't for the dresses. Yeah. Because the promos they cut reminded me of slamboree 93. <sighs> man. Oh, but yeah. Who, who would you say is the MVP of the night? Mm, I would, I- Oh, we'll go for it. Okay. I would say either Rikishi or Angle, and because he won the match, probably Angle. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a toss-up. There's a few people that, you know, you could spotlight who would be the MVP of the night, Rikishi being one of them. I would say off of, like, wrestling skill and their showmanship, like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Comedy-wise, however, it's really a toss-up between Vince Patterson or Crash Holly. Vince wins that hands down. You think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if you're going to do a, a bronze, bronze going to crash, silver going to uh, Patterson for comedy gold, mm-hmm. and Vince winning the actual gold. Yeah. Uh, especially that segment with him and Linda in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he looks coked out of his mind, and Linda looks like she took some sort of sedative. So, yeah. No, and the look on his face when he tried to do the people's elbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That was insane, too. It was so bad, too. Anytime Vince tries to do something like a signature move, he looks horrible, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He can get his right. Yeah. Dude, you own a wrestling company, you don't know how to run the ropes. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll give him the credit. He does that thing with a lot of his performers. Like, he won't ask you to do something he won't do himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, that was King of the Ring 2000. I think one of the better pay-per-views yeah. I've watched in a long time. Um. The the Rock wasn't really predominant on this show. I don't know if he was injured at a time where they wanted to just keep a good thing hidden, you know. But I would have very much enjoyed it if the main event was swapped out with your King of the Ring. The the pay per view is called King of the Ring after all. Yeah. Well, I mean, but McMahon's in the match. You know what I mean? And that's why I know it would never have been another way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, good, good pay-per-view. I mean, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I think if you want to watch an old retro show where you don't have to do too much research, because a lot of this stuff I told you to, they recapped. You know what I mean? They didn't recap all the wins of everybody. You know, they didn't say, oh, you know, this person won cleanly. But they pretty much recapped everything leading up to the show. So mm-hmm. for every match, there was a, a good video package. It wasn't just some, you know, you don't have any idea, like, what's going on you know what's going on here yeah that's something that used to happen a lot more back in the day where stories were told on um like in those brief vignettes leading up to the matches i really enjoyed those back then it brought you up to date with everything that's been going on these past six months 
Yeah, absolutely. So the King of the Ring 2000 uh, is in the books. Our classic review is in the books. Uh, we'll be back again next month with a retro pay-per-view review. We will see. It's All actually right. one. If, if we go with what I would like to go with, it's a very cool, not, I wouldn't say classic, but I'll say it's a classic clusterfuck of a pay-per-view. Well, check us out on Instagram for hints for our future. Um, Cause I do that. I'll, I'll just fuck with people. They're like, Ooh, coming soon. <laughs> but you'll know first, if you check us out at city wrestling radio on Instagram or Facebook at CWR four and five on Twitter, uh, be sure to click the thumbs up, subscribe button, and all the nice little clicky clicks down below on the YouTube channel. Or if you're listening, wherever you get your fine podcast, click all the good clicky clicks there too. So, we're going to get out of here for the night or day or morning, whatever it is for you. It's by your time, not by ours. See you guys later. Goodbye.